0: Hi, welcome
1: to Atrium Talks. Hi, Bhagwan. Hi, Deepa. So far, we have talked about how to build pockets of excellence everywhere in the organization and how to scale it up. But sometimes you need to innovate because the world around us is changing. And to extend that excellence into that arena perhaps requires different ways of thinking about it. Is that right?
0: Yes, I think... Accelerator technology, adoption, innovation, like you said, and new models of competition, new competitors on the horizon require, in some sense, usher in discontinuous change, right? And companies need to respond to this discontinuous change with new business models. And the trouble is that most firms are bad at it. The most persistent trend in business is the inability of incumbents to respond when technologies and markets change. We talked about this, remember, in EdTech we said, yeah. when there's a new business model, new competition on the horizon, most universities you know, didn't respond to it, and, and HBS did, right, and MIT did, but the compelling response that some universities had, these two being exemplars of that, we didn't see that with others.
1: So why is it, why are most firms bad at it?
0: This is almost a recap of our last, you know, uh, the episode in the last season, but I think there are two, three things quickly, right? So one is that the uh, disrupting innovation often is inferior. It comes in as an inferior product. It misses your attention. So you're not incentivized to respond to it. The second is that it looks very different from you in its origin. Ultimately, it intersects with your market, but in its origin, it looks different. Remember, we said online learning. And then it also is, therefore, you don't have the vision for it. Right, we said when we say what is uh, what's you know, why is online learning inferior? We said we say things like it doesn't have peer to peer engagement, it doesn't have classroom learning, all of it, which is defined by our measures of and our vision of learning.
1: So it's almost like a competence trap that I'm very trap. good at this and right. I don't want to do it. Things yes, okay, yes.
0: so you have years and years of experience of doing something, and therefore you have very limited adaptability to this new innovation that's come there on the scene. And finally, uh, you know, you, you have to break away from who you are as an organization in terms of your resources, in terms of your capabilities, in terms of your processes. You have to reinvent yourself fundamentally. And if you ask the people who have to reinvent themselves whether they want to and whether they want to adapt. They're gonna say no. They're gonna say no.
1: Okay, so, so this nah. is not easy to do. It's not easy. To because do. you are caught into this competence trap People who are good at it don't want to change it, but the world isn't stopping. The world is changing.
0: And therefore you get disrupted.
1: So how do you, what advice are we going to give people on how to manage this?
0: If you begin with the assumption that you're not responding because you're held captive by an existing way of doing business, then don't hold the response to this innovation captive to that business, right? Create an organization within an organization that is equipped with its own decision making processes and is unencumbered by the biases or the decision making processes of the old organizations. So okay, think...
1: so the incumbents, the existing people who are good at this, don't ask them, don't ask are them. you going to change it? Don't ask Create them. a different organization that is yeah. allowed to think freely, exactly. unencumbered, you use exactly. the word, but they by itself won't be able to do it. You have to empower them. How yes. do you empower them? Yes,
0: I think so. This again goes back to what we talked about earlier, right? Which is uh, this this mandate has to come from the top. So the leadership
1: has to come from the top.
0: The leadership has to set this organization in place. It has to give it the required autonomy, the required profit model, the required processes, all of that to be able to respond, experiment, learn and grow. So that needs to be done.
1: So this organization within an organization most of the people are not going to be the existing people, but at least some of the top people have to be part of that. Okay. They have to authorize yes. it and they have to empower
0: it. Okay. And I'm saying, you know, include, I, I don't know if you want to completely include people uh, from the existing organization to understand perhaps the interdependence with yes. the old model, to understand, you know, with a degree of empathy, what the concerns are, all of that, right? So that you can create appropriate incentives if you want to integrate. but Yes, this has to be a separate organization. Okay. Keep in mind that this is a short-term response that we're talking about, right? I think in the long run, you want to create an organization that is equipped to deal with this kind of discontinuous change on a continued basis.
1: And how do we do that? How do we create this culture in which people are responding to these changes in the long term?
0: You create a learning organization. And how do we do that? So, uh, you know, so Nadella talks about this, right? He says that when he took over as CEO, his wife gave him this book by Carol Dweck, which is, you know, the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. And he says that, you know, he went on to inculcate a growth mindset throughout the organization, which is you were rewarding learning, you were rewarding initiative, you were even rewarding failure. You you stopped rewarding outputs and you stopped uh, taking stock of who's the smartest person in the room or who is, you know, the most output driven person in the room. You start to reward people to learn uh, uh, and unlearn behaviors.
1: So I'm going to, I think this is an important point because oftentimes people talk about it, especially in entrepreneurship that, you know, you have to reward failure, but usually it's just talk. The question is, how do we do it? And I think what you're saying is, if you start rewarding input Effort. rather than output, Correct. then implicitly you will be rewarding failures because it's not the failure you're rewarding, you are actually rewarding experimentation yes. and learning. Yes. And that's what's going to help in the long term.
0: Yes, yes. And I think nudges, right, uh, in in all facets of the organization for instance reward systems is one incentive systems is one but also you know just simple things like meetings he talks about where they said hey was this you know was this a learning meeting did we learn something in this right uh, did we learn something new uh, you know about either our customers or about our decision makers in this so just small nudges which are constantly leading you to reflect and learn and uh, unlearn i think is useful because then people are not committed to one way of being, they are able to quickly unlearn and adopt new ways of being.
1: Okay. So I think those are two important uh, prescriptive answers. One is organization within an organization that is free to think, but it is empowered by the top leadership, which is a short-term interventionist answer. But the long-term answer is to reward learning, reward experimentation, and reward failure itself or the freedom to fail.
0: And it's very important that all of these be led by people. Again, this goes back to people and appointments and hiring and uh, talent management, that these efforts be led by people. You know, when you look at people, don't look at them through the prism of skills, but look at them through the prism of values, right? So then you hire uh, people who want what you want and they will pick up skills, right? So, hire people who want to be part of the learning organization.
1: Okay. So Deepa, we need to try this out with our own field. Yes. Education. Yes. A model that hasn't changed. We are going to use this idea and see how to think about education in the new way, because it needs new models. And we are going to employ some of these principles, but that requires an entirely separate episode. Yes.
0: Amen to that. Thank you. Good one.